Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 255. Today we're going to continue the discussion on how to cope with typical solvable problems, which is very doable um, once we have um, the solution of what, you know, what we need to do when we have these solvable problems. So we're going to talk about some typical ones. One of them is when um, both are working and they come home from work, husband and wife, within a few minutes of each other, and instead of having a loving reunion with one another, they fall into a shining match. Or even if, let's say, she's home and he's working, same same story. And a lot of this has to do with the work stress. Either they're both coming home from work and they both are um, overloaded and bringing in the stress from work into the house, which is very normal and understandable, or even though the wife had a stressful day at home if she was home, and he comes home, he had a stressful day at work, and they're both stressed out, and uh, they get into a fighting match, and um, there's no doubt that in this dar, this generation, work stress has become an increasingly significant factor in marital satisfaction, because many couples now are working very, very hard, um, more than they did 30 years ago, and they have less time for one another to talk and to relax or to eat or to even to sleep. Uh, so, you know, those days where, you know, uh, he used to come home, I'm home, and uh, cheerfully, uh, you know, the reality of it these days, it's much more pressured. You have inboxes full of emails on the phone and things like that. So it got a little crazy that way. And um, what you need to do as a solution, you acknowledge that at the end of the day or at the end of a long, stressful day, whether you're both working, whether one of you is a home, uh, uh, you know, with, with the children and, and he's working, it, it's important to realize that you both need time to decompress before interacting with one another. So, for example, when you get very upset, uh, you come home from work, a real long, hard day, and you're very upset about something your husband, your wife did, or your, the wife uh, had a very stressful day, either at work or at home, and she's very stressed at something the husband did, you need to realize very often in these situations that the incident is probably overblown in your mind because you're feeling very tense. Um, you know, and it's very important not to take that personally. It's very uh, often, it's common, you'll have a very bad day or a rough day, and you make the situation worse by lashing out, and therefore it's important to let go. And one of the solutions to do this is to build time to unwind into your daily schedule, whether a little bit alone time for you, for the husband and the wife before you start interacting with one another, um, or just learning how to relax, doing something that would, you know, get you both to relax. And um, in order to do that, you know, you have to be focused and realize this is something that I have to do. I'm under stress, and I need to do that. It's part of what we talked about before, soothing each other, um, and basically f- forcing a, relax- a, a relaxation of, of calming down, uh, 20 minutes when you, after you come home from work, sit down, take something, to a bite to eat or rest a little bit, and then you start interacting. Um, another 
solvable problem, believe it or not, is the relationship with in-laws. A lot of times, I'm not saying it sometimes could be complicated, um, and sometimes could be, you know, big issues there in in-laws. It's a separate partnership of Neatzma, and uh, we will, as a Hashem, have more shiurim on the in-law situations and how those things work. Uh, but very often, it's overblown. Very often, that um, things that it was, the the little uh, you know the little things between in-laws, son-in-laws, and father-in-laws or mother-in-laws with daughter-in-laws or whichever dynamic uh, interaction there there is, um, very often is doable, solvable in working together in alleviating that issue. Uh, very often things are blown way out of proportion and it's just a matter of, you know, taking um, a healthy perspective of it and um, and it's a very important thing to do. Um, sometimes this is a solution also very often, just as one example, if let's say... Um, the the husband has a mother and the daughter they they had some type of disagreement about something whatever that something is it's very important for a husband in that situation to be wise and very often he'll either have to side with his wife or be very sympathetic with his wife despite the fact that that her, her his mother is his mother and it may seem harsh and you're not saying anything disrespectful to your own mother or about your own mother, but you have a certain sympathetic ear in understanding whatever that issue is. Um, it's important in these situations with in-laws to realize that, we talked about this before, that your marriage comes first. Your husband comes before your father. And your wife comes before your mother. And that, that we talked about it when we talked about Alkein Yazav Ishes, all of this. We went through these things, uh, discussing a lot of this. And um, you have to um, just keep that in mind. And there's so many different scenarios about this. Like we said, that sometimes it could be a little more complicated. There's nothing to talk about where there is need to sometimes navigate around things. Sometimes you have to ask some objective outside party to help in certain situations where, you know, with the in-law situations, if they're overly involved or, or issues like that. But in many, many situations and in many, many things, it's just simple words that get blown out of proportion. And with the right words and the right way of navigating it, it's easily solvable. A lot, despite the fact that there's so many mother-in-law jokes and in-law jokes, and schwer, and schwigger, and all that stuff. You need to know, if you go through day-to-day life, based on experience, based on talking to people, and understanding that many, many, many of those interactions are indeed solvable, they're easy to solve, you just think before you speak, and you become somewhat more, a little more diplomatic, and most, the majority of those um, potential in-law uh, situations that create problems could be easily avoided. Another 
solvable problem is very often when there are disagreements about money and finances. And these are also, for the most part, easily resolvable. If they have more money, it's a little more easy. Obviously, if they have less money and there's budgeting, it's a little tougher. But if you both commit to each other to be clear-headed and to budget in a normal way, allow each other to spend reasonable things on themselves and, um, and work things through, also there's a lot of things there that are indeed workable and easy to solve the expenses that they both agree upon that are necessities on the groceries on the mortgage and rent they could work with each other through even if they're tight but they want to both go on vacation or spend on vacation how much do we save where do we go um what do we do um you know with the car with the gas with the with the with the with the um, you know, and so on and so forth. All these things very often, and in managing everyday finances, is workable and doable. You come up together uh, with a plan of how you pay bills on a regular basis, who does what, and, and, and how that works. Again, you give each other certain financial freedom. This you do even when you're tight. You give each other uh, as much comfort level as possible. And there's workable solutions to many of them. Um, Sometimes you have a conflict where the wife likes certain stylish clothing that is more expensive. And the husband considers it frivolous, you know, spend it on a cheaper dress or whatever it is. They have a different half saga. On the other hand, what the husband does, he prefers to spend his money on lunches when he goes to work. Right, and he spends, or he goes, uh, goes out with his friends, uh, you know, uh, uh, on lunches. So you know, you have to look at yourself in the mirror sometimes. You're you're looking at your wife. Oh, she's spending too much on a dress, when in reality you're spending a lot of money on lunches that you don't need to spend on, and you could save on that. So to each one of them, if you're not mature about it, you'll look at the other one's pleasure as being overly indulgent, because. The husband doesn't really care about that fancy dress that she's trying to get. And she's not particularly thrilled about the extra lunches that he's buying. Uh, that, that in her mind is a waste of money. So the way you work these things through is, again, a, a certain type of compromise. You give each other certain leeway. And again, obviously we understand that the more financial tight you are, the more work that it'll take to work out a healthy balance. But everyone has the ability to do that. That, okay, we can't. We both agree we can't afford this, we can't afford that. But we both agree we do have X amount that we could designate for ourselves. And then they, they acknowledge with each other. The wife could explain, for me, the nachas, and, the, and, and I buy a dress, it may cost... Uh, more $100 more than I would normally spend, but it makes me feel good, I'm happy about it, or this robe, or whatever it is. And then he, in turn, understands this and gives her leeway for it and doesn't make an issue about it. And then him also, the wife could tell him, you know, you're spending too much money on lunch, and he needs to understand, she may be right, and he could compromise, I'll only spend on lunch once a week, I'll treat myself, or twice a week if you could do it, but not every single lunch, because that's, too much money, and they work it through with each other. So again, I'm not minimizing 
not in-law problems and not financial problems. We never minimized it and Shiorim, we talked about it. But nevertheless, if you, let's say, have a hundred different scenarios of financial disagreements, 80% of it, 85% of it is doable. Doable, workable. Sometimes you'll come across a bigger hump of a challenge, which we call either unsolvable or perpetual problem, or uh, more difficult to solve that problem. Yes, that could happen. But the easier parts to it, let go, be diplomatic, negotiate around. Part of it also uh, sometimes is a disagreement between a husband and a wife when they have kids for whatever age that they have. And they need to share their load in the housework, whether it's the laundry, whether it's the Homework. Now, who wants to do homework with their kids, husband or wife, after they both work full-time? Or even if they don't, then the mother's a full-time mother, and they're both exhausted. They're both exhausted, and there's stuff on the table, and the the, the floor needs to be swept, and the laundry needs to be done, and neither of them really have time or interest to do it, and they're wiped out. And they know that their children need individualized attention, and that also could create a certain level of tension. But again, like we said before, many of it is indeed solvable and with not that much difficulty. And, um, you know, so a husband puts in some effort into his, um, um, you know, work of the housework or with the homeworks, and each one could work on each other's strengths with this. I'll be honest with you, I'll give you an example. When my kids were younger, um, I had a proficiency more in writing and in English subjects or in reading comprehension aspects or how to help help uh, the children write uh, compositions or spelling tests and things in English and writing. And my wife had more of a proficiency in you know, the math aspects of it and those type of things. And often we split the work that way when there was compositions to do and or they had to, based on questions, write an essay. I used to help with those type of homeworks. And then when it came to certain math situations or other things, my wife did it. So you could work things around it. Now, one thing's very interesting that he did studies, John Gottman, that if men do more housework for their wives and help them out and their wives, help their wives out and try not to uh, wiggle out of those responsibilities and you do it in a positive way and you're enthusiastic about it, the women find that very often, he found this in the studies, extremely um, exciting and the wife develops very warm emotional feelings that end up very more or very often to have a more uh, satisfying sexual life as well in the marriage when the wife believes that her husband is doing his share and working you know working hard as a partnership in the running of the house and the benefits to these marriages extend beyond the ba- ba- uh, the bedroom it is a tremendous way to enhance the marriage in many, many ways. So a husband needs to know this. They did studies on this, John Gottman, and interviews, and so on and so forth. And many, many wives 
acknowledged the fact that they found their husbands extremely attracted to them, attractive to them, when they, the husbands, roll up their sleeves and with their wives in an enthusiastic, positive way, work together in the house stuff, whether the cleaning or the homework or this or that. It may seem seem very, very unromantic, but the bottom line is it does leave a tremendous impression on them. Have a wonderful day.